Hey, can you? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Hold on one second. I need to turn on my microphone. I had a call earlier. Oh, it's already up. Oh, great. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right, good. Um, I think we're going to have a couple of more people joining us in a minute. How okay. are you doing? How are you doing today? We got a new president. That's how I'm doing. Oh, no. <laughs> I know you're happy about it. You know, I think... Breath of fresh air when you watch a news briefing. Yeah. yeah. A president that talks like a president. <laughs> that a White House secretary talks like a White House secretary. Yeah. yeah. questions with knowledge and science. Man, <laughs> makes my day. Is, is he as divisive? for you guys because i know you do you actually like him or is it more about um, you're just happy to get trump out how is it for you i love i love biden just because i was a a military um i come from a military family okay so military you then you kind of understand um some of the things that he does and i know everybody has their opinions about all the other stuff you know but at the end of the day all politics have some kind of you know under plunder stuff i should say that they need to do because you're you know, you got a will and deal. It's like almost like a will of fortune where you're yeah. holding the highest land in the land. But overall, to see some of the things that he's been through mm-hmm. and even through this whole election, how he has handled COVID, yes, it's out of hand. But just to see some of the things he's put in place to know that we'll say in a year, it'll be better off. And him thinking about the families, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to make things better for families, working families, not just the rich. Yeah. That's why I always loved Biden because he was always for the middle class. He was like for us. And, you know, people have their opinions, again, what they say. But for me, he's always had a place to make sure. And he stood by his word. Think about how many women of color, people of color that are in these in these positions that are not just women of just not color, but educated, educated, mm-hmm. that have knowledge and not just your crony. Or your or your homeboy that don't know shiggity and you put him in office. Okay, so well, so, so you're like a fan. You're like a fan of his at least. No, so. not even a fan. I'm a fan of. I'm a, I am a, um, yeah, I appreciate what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, running a country is not easy, but it's not even a fan. It's about seeing the work. You know, to me, that shows effort. You know that you're coming in. You're 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 staying to your word, like mm-hmm. you know, with helping with rental assistance, and uh, with because even the poor, you know, I'm not even the poor. Even the rich, they're suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have many friends the rich, who are entrepreneurs. Where that? Where that? The rich are yeah, suffering. Yeah, like oh, entrepreneurs like back in March who were really making wonderful money, mm-hmm. and COVID really has shut their business down. And yeah. to see him now understanding that, you know, it starts from the ground up. 
from the bottom up. It's not from the rich. It's not from the top down. It's from the bottom up. We are the one that makes, you know, the world. We're the one. We are your buying power. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just been refreshing to hear something that we heard like eight years ago when President Obama was in office to mm-hmm. hear refreshing, you know, Is it, to see. Oh, and like, know. man, understand what you're what you're seeing, what you're, you know. So, yeah, uh-huh. I've been excited. Uh, that's cool. And I like but, the question that we're going to talk about today. I like yeah, that, 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 that that's like, what We're, we're going to try and stand that topic today. We don't want to talk too much about uh, these guys. That's too divisive for me. You know, I'm like, okay. Hey, Carlin, how you going? <laughs> yeah, but I can't see any of you guys. You can't see us. You uh, and your, your microphone is terrible at the moment. Can you hear me? Vaguely. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're Vaguely. far away or something. Yeah, I can't see you guys either, which I find strange. I don't see anybody. And then you see us now. He might have to come. He might have to, he might, he might have to go in and go back out. Yeah, he might have to do that. You could um, says, try. Oh, it says, post disabled attendees screen sharing. Me? So I don't know. It says, post <laughs> disabled attendees screen sharing. I don't know what that is. Oh, you mean that? No, that means that you can't share, but uh, normally only one person can share at a time, and that's me at the moment. So that's why it's disabled. You know, you could barely hear you. I don't know. Maybe you need to change your microphone or something like this. I don't know. But uh, we can't hear you that well. Do I have to talk? Is this better? Yeah, that's better. But you still sound so far away. Like, I don't know. Maybe you're. In the, are you in water or something? It sounds like you're in water. Wait there one sec. Yeah, he definitely sounds like he's in water. Okay, so. All right, it sounds. Okay. Don't worry about it. Anyway, what we want to talk about today is um. first topic was, is uh, overpopulation or bad resource management management. Um, obviously, there's a, a topic in that was the issue in the world today that apparently there's too many people being born. There's too many people, you know, just in general in every country, which I don't believe, but just to say that. And the only way to do that is obviously there's the conspiracy theory going around that COVID, this, this coronavirus thing, is there to wipe out so many of the population, the percentage, so we can all have more stuff, apparently. It seems to be. I just want to get your guys' opinion. What do you think? You know, do you think it's true that we're overpopulated, or do you think that it's all just scare scaremongering? I think it's the word. They're trying to scare us into acting a particular way. Or actually, you know, before you go, let me let me start off what I think. I believe that in the world. Like if, you know, there's been statistics proven that every single person who lives on the planet could fit into Texas, into Texas, into one state in America. Every single person could fit in there and be all right. So I don't know where they get this idea that there's too many people on the planet. And then when they say there's too many people on the planet, they're always like, yeah, there's too many babies in like China, India and Africa and all these places. But you never hear it like anywhere else. So... I don't even know why overpopulation would be an issue here in Europe, for example, or in America, when when they say the overpopulation is actually in places like Africa and Bangladesh and India. Do you know what I mean? 
but what I put it down to really is, in my opinion, it's bad resource management. I think the resources that we have on the planet Earth are not being split and shared evenly among the people or among the countries, as we know. Um, uh, a lot of the southern hemisphere countries feed the northern hemisphere countries. And if that's based on the fact that in for four months of the year, nothing grows in the northern hemisphere in most countries because it's too cold. So they would need the Southern Hemisphere. And that's why when you look at all the Southern Hemisphere countries, all the countries that lie near equator, where food grows continuously all around the year, um, you see that these are the countries that are occupied by the people they say are overpopulating. So what they're basically saying is, yeah, in, in these countries, Bangladesh, China, um, India, uh, even Brazil, Africa, there's too many people there for us to eat nicely. Let me know if you think I'm off here. What do you think? Um, maybe you can start, Mr. Brazil. <laughs> uh, I agree with what you say. I think we have enough resources. I just think that there are people that are greedy out there that prefer to take more of the pie from themselves and not share it. No. I think so, too. I think there's you're right enough, about it. There's enough food on the planet. There's a new, enough food on the planet. The Vatican itself could feed every poor person in the world. Mm -hmm. But instead, they prefer to put uh, things made of gold within their churches. You know, to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The Vatican could easily, with the money that they make, feed all the poor people on the planet. But, you know, they choose not to. Yeah. Why? You know, it doesn't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Especially because that's meant to be a religious kind of, meant to be a, a religious order um, that's meant to be there to help the people. So I don't know how it actually ended up that they have the most money, actually. It's just like saying, which is the next topic, obviously, which we'll go into in a minute, is why government would have so much money when actually they're supposed to be made for the people and not for, you know, oh, we're going to make profit. We're going to make sure these guys have a lot of money and these guys have a lot of money. That never really makes sense to me. Tanya, what do you think about it? Are you, I think you're muted at the moment. Okay. I know I hear about the conspiracy theories all the time. For me, I think it's, um, when it comes to COVID, it's real. Mm -hmm. um, I've had family members pass away. And I think sometimes too, I think our generation is getting younger. Um, there's more baby boomers, more millennials that are not having children per se. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's more of that age bracket between 20, I would say about 30 now mm -hmm. to about 40. So mm -hmm. I think the age of baby boomers are now getting older yeah. versus the younger. So I think that conspiracy theory is just thrown out there like the rest of it. And because mm -hmm. a lot of countries do, you know, there's a lot of countries like China, um, even Africa where they, um, it's against for their religion to be on birth control pills. There's like, you know, again, I teach with mostly um, Somali children. So mm -hmm. I do see that a lot where my parents in a school year might have two children pretty much in a school year, in mm -hmm. a nine month school year. So, so I think it's based off the culture, you know, the culture of where you live at. In the United mm -hmm. States, we do a lot of preventive measures for people to have, you know, not to have children. Whereas mm -hmm. just per se Africa, it is celebrated. You know, a mother is celebrated. The more children she has, the mm -hmm. more that's her fruitation. That's who she is. That makes her um, that veteran, makes her more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Whereas in other countries like our country, um, we really talk about 
you know, Roe versus Wade, we talk about, you know, abortion, you know, it's more of a woman's choice. Whereas in other countries, it is not a woman's choice. You know, your choice is when you may take on a husband is to marry. So I think those conspiracy theories are, you know, are to me are getting outdated because mm -hmm. the world is changing, but, um, but things are still staying the same. You know, yeah. especially when it comes to our third world countries, a lot of them, that's they celebrate family, you know, having children and reproducing its family. So with the COVID, it's just something that has happened. It's like any other main, um, we've pandemic. never had a pandemic. I think yeah. it's for us. We've never had a pandemic that has hit our country at the, at the level that it has hit, that mm -hmm. it's really taken us off balance. And so yeah. we're looking to other you know, all these conspiracy theories is happening is because no one knows like yeah. what could have happened if we would have took preventive measures back in 2016, 2015, mm. you know, what measures. So I think it's now um, is pretty much, you know, is where, where do we go from there? Yeah, I think they're trying to basically tie it in on it. They try to tie it in, they try to tie the conspiracy theories into whatever's happening at the, the, the current yeah. moment. Uh, and that's why, I, like, as I used to be a conspiracy nut too. I used to be someone who's really in all that stuff, like the lizard people. I used to be. Oh wow! I was the the guy. Trust me, I know so much about it. It's unbelievable. I'll just never repeat it anymore because I don't. <laughs> so I don't believe it. I do believe there's something going right. on, but I don't want to. I want to. I want to focus on the the cure. I want to focus on how we can, you know, get out of this and make a better world for everybody. You know, right. so. That's that's why I and say that yeah, that conspiracy theory is running rampant in the United States. Like it was sent here on purpose. It was sent in the air. No, it mean it happened. I think we just were not prepared for it. I think when it happened, people still didn't believe it. So all this, and I was too. I was like, what? Because I was one. I didn't wear my mask. I was like, this ain't real. This is something they just trying to make us because of you know forty five and and we're not doing it. And then it hit my family. It hit people that I knew. It um, devastated. Um, you know, people that I knew that were close, my cousin ended up having it. And he was in a coma for three weeks. Okay. That's when I started, to, you know, not even three weeks. It was almost two months. That's okay. when I started to realize that this was real, that this wasn't a conspiracy theory. This was something real, like, you know, and now we're trying to figure out how to contain it when mm. it's brand rampant for, you know, for almost a full year with no control. And yeah. now it's like, it's white, yeah, it's wiping out. But it's not yeah. wiping out kids. It's wiping out adults. Mm. So well, old, older people more, isn't it? More it's, um, taking out like the old people, um, yeah. 17 over, I guess, are the most dangerous group. Yeah. Um, well, if you want to say though, still going out. <laughs> maybe they're like, you know, maybe they're at the point where they fix themselves. You know what? I'm old. I've lived my life. I don't care anymore. So I'm going to go out. Um, well, I do want to say is actually what you, I wanted to touch on when you said that your kids come from Somalia, obviously, and um, that they celebrate having kids because, like, I've got three kids, obviously, and um, I got an African friend. He's a, he comes from Senegal, and he's always like, "When's the fourth one coming?" I'm like, "Dude, the third one was, you know, I don't want to say too loud, but that was not supposed to happen, like <laughs> when it did. So, why do you think I'd make a fourth one? I was like, "That's it for me. That's yeah. it. I'm done. I'm cutting off my my tools and I'm, <laughs> I'm putting them in the bin." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where I'm at, you know. But um, it's like you said, they, 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 in like places of Africa, obviously they're like, uh, or even like like um, Islamic people, they're like, the more kids you have, the better. Yeah, Islamic, that's why you yes. see, Turkey, yeah, yes. that's why you see um, when they're at like one family, if they're Islamic, I guess what's happened is 
over the years, I remember when I was growing up, every family, like um, Islamic, et cetera, et cetera, uh, they would have like five or six kids in the, in the house or seven or eight or whatever. <laughs> what I've realized now is though, they've, they've cut it down in Europe. They have less kids now than they used to because people earn less money. And it, it's not right. really important to have a lot of money, but it's important to be able to take care of. Yeah, get, take care of your family and yeah. get the stuff you want. You know, people just want stuff. You know, want stuff. That's it. So um, that's changed a lot. And that's why I think if anyone's worried about overpopulation, I think that they don't have to worry because I think we've kind of, in, especially us in the West, like in Germany, for example, I think the average family has 0.7 kids. 0.7 kids. You calculate that, not point, I think it's either 0.7 or 0.9. That means the average family is not even having one child, a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in, um, that means to keep the balance going in Germany, for example, you'd have to have, each person would have to have three kids now to balance, to offset the people who are not having kids. So we have to have right. one kid to help the families that are only having one kid because it's too low. So yeah. I was saying that the, um, in Germany, you'll have no families soon. You'll have no, first of all, you won't have Germans. All of them will be Islamic. <laughs> yeah, or Africans. Or, or Africans or the countries yeah. that don't care about having kids and want to have as many as possible. And um, yeah, and then obviously um, also the age, everyone's getting older. So you've already got in Germany, so I think it's the second oldest country in the world behind, or the third, Monaco, um, Japan, Monaco and Germany are the top three. They have an old aged population. Right, population. Too old. Um, so I'm like, when most of these people die, you know, you've got no people anymore and you're good. So there's your population problem gone in Germany. I think mm-hmm. England's the same. And I think America's also quite the same. Where it's different is Brazil, for example, the Carlin comes from Brazil. They've got a young population. Their average age is like 23 or something or 25. So wow, they've got okay. a lot of youth people and they still have kids. You know, I don't think they've got the restrictions. Carlin, do you know? Can you hear me? Yep. Can um, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. Yeah. Am I, do I sound better? This is, this is a little bit of a feedback sound. Last week was much better. Did you change your headphones or something? Or was you on your computer? Yeah, I can't, I can't find my old headphones. But can you hear me okay? We can hear you, yeah. It's better than last time, yeah. Definitely. All right. Uh, in Brazil, obviously, is there any restrictions on having, like, kids? Or is there any uh, discussion about there's too many people being born? Because, you know, Brazil's got a big population. But it's... Yeah. You know, but people are having less kids because people are finding it's expensive to have kids. You yeah, know? sure, sure. I mean, e- even in the poor neighborhood here where I live in the favela, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, it was very common for people to have four to five kids. Yeah. Now, now people having one to two because it's there's also been an initiative here in the favela. Uh, where they are encouraging people to have less children and the message is basically why have a child if you can't support it yeah you know what i'm saying just because i mean every child is a blessing right yeah and That's what they say why have why why have so many children that you can't care for properly meaning make sure they go to school make sure they have clean clothes mm. make sure they eat half a decent food not just junk you know what i'm saying so there's a big push here in the favelas for people have one to two two children Mm -hmm. and to be able to 
give them a better quality life instead of having the four to five children that was very common back in the 70s mm-hmm. because a lot of people here um like you'll get the the husband working maybe the wife is working as well mm-hmm. to support the family and then the kids are coming home from school with nobody to care for them and then by 12 13 they're dropping out of school they're getting into trouble yeah, yeah and then a lot of these kids end up either in prison or dead yeah okay. and and my you know i kind of agree in the sense that i'd rather have one to two and make sure they survive and have a, a decent upbringing mm-hmm. than to have four or five and then find out that two of my kids either end up in jail or dead yeah. you know i just I'd rather feel like I can care for the kids in, in, in a good way. I don't have to be rich. It's not mm-hmm. about being rich. It's just making sure that you raise kids that can be decent citizens. They don't have to be perfect, yeah. but make sure they finish school, make sure they find work. You know, and again, they don't have to be wealthy, but just making sure that your offspring is successful in that way that they can then carry on the next generation and be able to care for their children in a healthy way yeah yeah i think you're right about that i think it's very important that um you have like you have one kid well you got to replace yourself first of all so you got you sat well two kids is a good number and four when you think when you got five kids i think you're definitely like what you just said i think you're definitely likely especially in like a place like like my mom had seven and fortunately all of us we didn't all turn out like successful or great but we all were healthy and we were all not criminals but then you got some families where you won't be able to avoid falling into that crowd so i think like what you said if you have three or uh, four or five kids you're definitely going to lose a couple, especially the boys. The boy kids are the ones you're going to worry about. Or even the, actually, then again, the girls who might go into prostitution or something stupid like this, you know. So or, or they get pregnant, or, or they get, or they or get, get pregnant, pregnant at, at cycle. Yeah, that's that's something yeah. what happened with me with my family. The girls didn't really understand, you know, it was a broken home, so the girls didn't really understand, and um, they ended up getting pregnant quite early. I think uh, the first, yeah, they got, and that's that's something that happens when you don't have the. Their education, understanding, and and then and then you just come, basically bringing more people into the pla- onto the planet who don't need to be there. So, yes. Well, yes. not necessarily that, but they're having children at the wrong age. There's nothing wrong with children, but somebody who's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 should be should be kids. completing should be completing school. Yeah. You know, once you turn 20, 21, whatever, and you get a little older you have a stable relationship or at least you think you have a stable relationship mm-hmm. then if you decide to get married and have kids that's a different story yeah. you know but nowadays i think a lot of young people are waiting and they want to make sure that they have a you know the man has a good job you know they've been out of college or out of school for a while they have a good job and again it's not about being rich it's just being able to be happy to provide mm-hmm. for your wife and, and for if there is a kid or kids involved, you want to make sure that you give them the basic necessities yeah. and enable them to have opportunities that maybe you didn't have. Yeah, 
that's true. And obviously with too many kids and stuff like this, it's uh, difficult. But do you think that's also something, like if we go back into the original question about um, resources being managed well, kids are kind of a type of resource. And I guess that's where it starts at home. And if you decide to pump out kids, then you're not managing your resources well. Because look, they say, I think in Germany, they have a saying, one kid is, is the same as one house. Two kids is two houses. Three kids is three houses. That's how much it's going to cost you to raise the kid. The same price as a house. That's what they say in Germany. So yeah. um, actually, the thing is, I'm from England. I don't even know if that, that saying exists in England, in, in English. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what they, what they do is they take the cost of, you know, what you cost to feed a kid, clothe a kid, school, transportation, all these things could add up to, you know, 20,000 pounds a year, let's just yeah, say, yeah. right? Yeah. That's yeah. in a year, you know, or it may even be 15, but you take 15 pounds, you times it by 18, which is like mm-hmm. the year of being legal, that's enough to buy a house, yeah, right? Yeah, so I yeah. guess that's the way they look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's definitely a, a smart thing, especially if you wait to have kids um, to when you're like post 30. As opposed to trying to have kids when you're young, you know, because and then so like does said, everybody here in the podcast have kids? Tanya, do you have kids? Oh, you don't have kids, you're smart. <laughs> I can't hear no, you. I never, Tanya, yeah, but I, I never, I never wanted kids though, I never desired to have them. Sorry, Tanya's muted, but Hold that on. was, but that was a personal choice. But Tanya, do you have kids? Yes, I do. I have three girls and four grandchildren. I finally got some boy. Oh I'm in the I'm in a grandson club. So you got, you I, got, wow. yes, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. And then experience. Does she have kids? No, she's um a silent listener today. She's um just monitoring. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm 58. I made a conscious decision not to have children. Okay. Okay. Which is not, it's not a bad thing. I don't think it's actually a bad thing either. I think it's, um, I don't know if, well, like, in a like... lot of ways, in a lot of ways, I'm a selfish person, but you know, I'm selfish with myself, and I don't think it would be fair to bring a child into this planet or into this world and not give it the care that it deserves. So, I made a conscious choice when I was young that I was going to dedicate my life to jujitsu, so yeah, that's yeah. what I've done. So, I'm like a monk, oh. you know. Yeah. Oh, Is that wow. what you call okay. it a monk? A monk. Yeah. 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 So I'm like a monk with jujitsu. Yeah. Um, we're not and, sponsored uh, by Coca Cola. Yeah. And you'll never meet anybody like me. Yeah. I'm 58. I've never, I've never had sex. I'm still a virgin. Wait, you're a virgin? So <laughs> yeah. So I'm really a monk. You really are a monk? <laughs> I, wait, is that an ab- is this abstinence or is it celibacy? Right. It's by choice. I just, my body, my body's a temple and I just never met anybody that, I just never met anybody that interests me in that way. I guess I could say I'm asexual. Asexual. I'm just not interested. I'm not interested at all. I like friends. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm not some person that lives in a cave and, you know, like I integrate with the population but I have a line that I draw. I'm not interested in having sex with anybody. Which is quite amazing, actually. Okay. It's quite amazing. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, I don't know how you got. 
I don't know how you got past all those male urges, but I wish I would have met you earlier and I would be a different guy now. <laughs> no, I think the thing is, um, uh, I was abused as a child. Oh, uh, by, okay. a fam- by a family member. And okay. I think, you know, I've, I think I've had the upbringing that if my family could abuse me, anybody could. So in terms okay. of in, in terms of intimacy, I don't have that kind of trust. Because okay. it, changed, it changed you. It does change you. Right? Yeah, it I did. It did. It affected me. It affected me. But, but I've never drank an ounce of alcohol. I've never used any drugs. I don't use pharmaceutical drugs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I never got into trouble. I've never been arrested. I've never been in jail. None of that. So, you know, my life has been dedicated to jujitsu, you know, which is kind of like my religion, I guess you could say. Okay. But but I don't look at other people as, you know, I mean, just because you have three kids and Tanya, you have three right. kids and grandkids, you know, I mean, that's what most human beings do. do that's yeah. what the system of people pushes, that you yeah. reproduce. You yeah. reproduce. I mean... And I've just never followed that path. I've always yeah. had a different path. So it's, it's pretty awesome, actually. I don't actually, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I don't think the system produces. I think there's something in, it's an instinct that we produce or reproduce. Because if we didn't, we'd die out pretty quickly. So even if the system tries to tell us, like, for example, they're trying to tell us all to stay in now. Like when I go into the city, I still see hundreds of and thousands of people walking around. I'm like, guys, are you not supposed to stay inside? But you can't, you can't stop no. humans being humans. You cannot do it. So even if they try to tell us, look, don't have sex, don't have contact. I know girls right now who are still meeting guys behind the scenes. And no one's supposed to meet anybody. You're supposed to stay away and have no contact. But I still know women who are dating or guys who are dating. And mm-hmm. So you'll never yeah. be able to stop that. That'll never stop, you know. That's why even with this COVID thing that's going on, they're never going to get a fully a full grip on it. Because well, there's some of us that just don't have that instinct, I guess. Well, I don't, like I said, I, I, I admire you because there is, like like you said, there's monks in, like, Tibet and a place like this, China, Buddhist, who don't also manage to, I don't know if it's suppression or control this urge. It's, my, it's, it's controlling your own mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly believe your mind controls your body. If you if you listen to your body, then it will control your mind. You know, there are a lot Actually, of guys that claim, you know, they don't have control. It's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, that's something just I want to touch on. I was thinking about something today. And I was talking to my, with my wife about the the fact that our body has its own, like its own master, like controlling it. So you breathe, but your body breathe automatically you think you breathe but you don't tell your body to breathe it breathes on its own you know what i mean just like when you i don't know when you think you call up a thought or your body will automatically call call up thoughts into your brain into your mind you know your heart beats on its own there's something controlling that but not you you're not controlling it because you wouldn't think ah i should make my heart beat now you know what i mean you're not doing that it's doing it on its own so that means something else exists inside you or your brain or whatever it is that's telling your body to do stuff without you. Now, what you just said about you can control your mind, that's what you should be able to control too. You should be able to control when you beat 
your heart beats or when you breathe or when you stop breathing for example you can hold your breath for so long but it's something in your body's got to click in and then you're going to stop breathing again you know unless but you're you know, water. medication but you know through medication you can i mean meditation meditation yeah. You can slow down your heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if you get the desire to want to have sex, mm. you can click in your brain and say, no, no, I'm not going to have sex. I mm. mean, you can make having sex is a conscious decision. Yes, yeah. your body will give you signals and you will get excited or whatever in terms of wanting to do it. But in the mm. end, you make the decision to take off your clothes and do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's that's I think what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, yeah, you get the urge, but you make the decision to do it or not. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, a, that's a good thing. Okay, let's um just because we're running we're not running out of time, but we've got a little bit of time to talk about this last topic. Um, should government and business not mix in order for there to be less chance of corruption? And what I mean by this is, for example. See, the thing is, I don't want to get too much into the Trump-Biden thing because we're not really interested in that stuff. But what I noticed with governments, it's their interest, their first interest seems to be to make sure the businesses are chilling and their pockets are filled. Now, wouldn't it make sense that in this world, we um, make government voluntary and non-profitable? So you don't... Like, if you, do gov- if you want to be a government official or someone who works there... Shouldn't you do it for free? Shouldn't you do it in the interest of the people and not because I'm thinking oh, I might get paid well? You know, I know in America you have a lot of, uh, especially our people, a lot of uh, African-American people work in the government sector. Um, and I don't mean these slow jobs, but I mean the ones who are at the, the top who are making decisions, um, the Congress or whatever you call it. These guys should all be there based on voluntary. Like in England, we have a system which is called jury service. Jury service will call you up out of nothing and right. tell you, okay, you need to go into court now and watch a case, um, a court case of something, you know, if someone got killed or something, you sit in there as a voluntary. The only thing you get paid is your job still pays you, but you're off work. So you're completely neutral. You go in there. No one's going to pay you off. No one's going to be like, I'm going to pay you. You sit in the, in the court and then they say, okay, listen to all the evidence, then make a verdict. That's free of charge. That's how I think government should work. What do you guys think? Hmm. Um, I think for when you are, what do I want to say? When you take a position, I think sometimes mm-hmm. um, money and business blurs. Yeah. Especially, you know, when, you're, when you come into the government. So I think, you know, it depends on what, what, um, what line of field that you are in. I think the yeah. higher that you go up, so that's me that if you're in government, any type of governor, government, I think your money needs to be more transparent because mm-hmm. a lot of things have happened in the past where money has blurred, where, you know, you use this money to go here, just like nonprofit. If you're yeah. a nonprofit, you know, they always say you can't have a certain amount of money from your old business go into a nonprofit organization. So I think yeah. that should still be the same when you are looking for, you know, when you're talking about do organizations so many big businesses the lines blur because they keep money that they've had and they use it to keep a leg up on other businesses or they take other businesses um in that retrospect of like okay i'm gonna take your business and i'm gonna say i'm gonna do this with it when they don't 
have those intentions. So I think sometimes mm-hmm. that's like a fine line, you know, like when biz, like um, when big banks take small banks or when big, you know, when like the grocery store back in the nineties, when they started to take over and like Walmart and um, we had Big Bear you know, in the United States and then Walmart and Kroger's came. So they push mm-hmm. out those mom and pop stores because money, you know, money is driven because if you have more money, then you're able to monopolize more areas, more business, more land. So, you know, we always, we always talk about that's probably going to be here to the end of time. Do big businesses, are they able to bring what they have to other companies? I mean, mm-hmm. in some retrospect, you should, but it's um, it's a fine line. Like you say, you're walking a real tight rope. Because a lot of people don't use it for that good. They use it to monopolize, to, you know, to monopolize other companies or other organizations with that money that they have. Yeah. I want to show what you, you this. What do you uh, think, Callum? Uh-huh. Callum, before you go, I want to show you something. Um, this was, in England, there's been a lot of um, talk about, obviously, we're in this time where everything's a little bit tough and people don't have money. And a lot of kids are at home. And they were saying, okay, we need to pay the families so much money or pay the kids so much money so they can survive a week to compensate for the school meals that they lose. Because normally when a kid goes to school, a lot of people survive on that. I used to go to school. My mom didn't have a lot of money. So I used to go to school and I used to eat there uh, breakfast and and lunch. It used Mm -hmm. to be free. It was from the state. So anyway, um, why why I came up with this topic was because in um, last week, this is what they said the 30-pound meal was. Uh, look on your screens. This is what they had. This is courtesy of the mirror, by the way, a stupid newspaper, which I don't support, but they've got the picture. Yeah, so but I can't see anything. How do you see anything? Anyway, I this can't is, see anything. This is what they said. Um, sorry. Uh, maybe it's going to come up in a second. Maybe they're going to... Um, oh, so this is what they put up, and they said, basically, this is 30 pounds worth of food for, for a week. This is 30 pounds worth of food. I was like, wait there, one loaf of bread, two bananas, three apples, two carrots, a tomato, two two pa- potatoes, a, half a bag of pasta, a little bit, it's half a slab of cheese, and some something that's meant to be like yogurt, and two small, I don't know, chocolate thingies. Now, this is what they said 30 pounds was. Now, I don't know where they would have got this food from, but I can tell you what, I can get this food for about three pounds. And then what they said was this company, which was private sector, which was given out as a contract from the government, obviously, were taking the 30 pound and then dicing it up into all their little areas. I know that we need this and we need to pay this guy. And in the end, all that was left for the kid was about three pounds. Three pounds. 99 or something. Anyway, someone smart did a real shopping. And said, this is what you get for 30 pounds if you use all the money. This look at this two loaves of bread. You got celery in there, you got a bar- butter, you got like a pack of apples, you got pasta, different um types of pasta, you got sauces. And I'm like, what the how can they? <laughs> and that's when you got that's when you shop really for 30 pounds. You know what I mean? So I don't know how that from this, you know, when you go from this to that, you notice something up with government. You know, and that's, um, and here's even the list. This is from Lidl. I, don't, I think you got Lidl in it. You got, you got Lidl in America? Maybe. I don't know. And even prove it that this is 30 quid. So anyway, that was my, um, 
little debate. Uh, Carlin, what do you think about yes. this? Uh, do you think government and uh, business should split and be become non-profit? Or what do you think? Or how could you change it? Um, well, I think when it comes to running a business, I think there should be some semblance of government control in that they set a framework where to observe. Like, for example, I know in the United States, they have a thing called the Better Business Bureau. And it's basically a place where people complain, can complain about shoddy business. So let's say, for example, I'm a plumber and you hire me to come into your home to fix a block drain. Yeah. And I do a, a really bad job uh, and I take your money and then I screw off and I never come back, but I don't complete the job. You can report me to the Better Business Bureau, which is part of like the government. It's like a, an offshoot of the government that kind of oversees and regulates mm -hmm. corrupt business practices. So I think there should mm -hmm. be something like that to oversee the government. people that run crappy businesses. Mm -hmm. Because in the States, in order to run a business, you have to have a license, mm. you know, mm -hmm. so you can get your license taken away. In Brazil, it's a little bit more, it's different. I mean, I live in a favela, like I, I run several businesses here. I'm certainly not rich, far from it, but, you know, I do massage therapy at the gyms. I go to the gyms with my table. I run RepuRank, which is a you know, uh, jujitsu accessories type of thing. And I'm not regulated by any government, but what I am regulated by is by the favela in that there's a lot of gossip here. And if you do bad work, people in the favela gossip about you yeah. and you won't get work. It's like if you rent an apartment here and you don't pay your rent, Word gets out. Don't rent to don't rent to Carlin. Carlin is not a good risk. He doesn't pay his rent. Oh, wow. You know what? And you know what? You'll never rent a place here. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's in your best interest that if you live in a favela community like where I live, me, I want more business. So of course I take pride in my work. So, you know, when I do a massage at the health club and I'm doing a sports massage and some runner or some jujitsu guy or triathlete, I do my best work because word of mouth, that's the best yeah, form of, um, of advertisement. So I don't know about other people, but I take pride in my work. So the last thing I want to do is, you know, crappy work where, you know, the favela kind of uh outs me so to speak you know so i mm. want to make sure that i i always do good work but that's yeah. just my character that's the way i was raised you know so, so do you reckon the, like the, good... so do you reckon the government should be run like that too because i think that system sounds better even though it comes from a favela it's bred in the favela this idea yeah well i think the government should have that too i think you should be you should be able to go there and say look you're working for free or if you're working for business, you should be read, read, um, regularly audited and we can look what you're doing. And if you're, like, for example, I'm going to go on to, I'm going to say to Trump just quickly because I don't want to get into the big discussion with Trump. But what I do know that he did, he didn't take his wage for the year or the two years or the four years that he was there, which is a good thing. That's a plus point. But what he did do, 
in place was every time the government needed to do something, he did it on his private stuff. So he went to all his own hotels. He went to all his old golf courses. He went to all his own stuff. So it was like, hold on a minute. So he didn't take the wage. What he did do in the end, he's ended up spending over a hundred million pounds or no dollars, sorry, hundred million dollars on your own stuff. And I'm like, shouldn't someone be there to watch that and say, uh, no, we have allocated places where you go and do this. So make sure the money goes, you know, around. I mean, it's not illegal what he's done, obviously, but when you think about it, it's like, shouldn't there be some sort of government for this too, you know? That's right. That's, yeah, that's... but unfortunately, that's unfortunately that's sad, but that's a part of politics, you know? Yeah. And they all do shit like that, you know? And that's nothing that we can really do anything. I mean... You know, what I care about, I try to watch what I do. I try to, you know, irrelevant of politics, per se, Biden, Trump. I'm not even concerned with them because those guys, they don't make my life better. They don't make it worse or better. I'm the one responsible for my life, okay, Mm -hmm. and what I do. So I'm more concerned about my business and what I'm doing. I can't worry about some multi-billionaire like you know, as long mm. as he's not taking food out of my mouth or out of yeah. my kids' mouths, then I focus on what I'm doing. Mm. You know, it's easy to get caught okay. up in other things that have nothing really to do with us. You know, unless something directly affects you, I yeah. say try to stay positive and focus on your own business. Yeah, that's, that's true. all you can do. Yeah, you know, it's actually saying that's that. Do is actually. Yeah, actually, when you say that, it does make sense, really, because what's the point of me worrying about the government when they, you know, I'm going to go and get a job tomorrow. I'm going to go work at a job. I'm going to get paid some money. They're going to take the taxes anyway from me. And then I'm going to go home and make sure I can feed my family. Okay, they can put in place that I'll get more money, but they can put in place that I get less money. And I think at the end of the day, how much money I make is up to me. You know, I can take another job, a second job, or, you know, it's hard work. Or I can try and get a higher pay. Or start your own business. Or start your own business. Or start so, your own business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so actually, you're you right know? about that. I think that's what people really need to start worrying about as opposed to whether Trump was good or Biden was good or Boris Johnson or uh, Bolsonaro or whatever his name is or anybody like this or Merkel. Yeah. You know, obviously yeah. you, got, you got yeah. COVID running at the moment and we can't do anything. And the people would say to me, I guess they push back and say, yeah, well, I can't do anything at the moment. My business is closed, but I think there's actually stuff in place to support. Well, business. in Brazil, everything's open. Everything yeah, here is open. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. you know, and, and I, I think I made a comment on the, on the site there. It seems like the Western developed countries seem to have tighter controls with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, my personal opinion is, that the COVID thing was, is just a political thing. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter who's involved, but you know, we've had 62 people in this favela die on mm-hmm. an average. We have between hundred and 150 people in this favela that die a year. I got the statistics from our community government, which is called the residents association. Mm-hmm. We've had less deaths normally. And in Brazil, we had two, big huge things that came to be where people started questioning one was um they the government invaded a temporary hospital that was built in minas Gerais, and mm-hmm. they have film of the congressman going in 
because this temporary hospital was soliciting money from the federal government mm. saying, yeah, we have 3,000 beds here and 200 people have died. We need help, blah, 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 right? Claiming that they had all these patients in this like airplane hangar type place. Mm. So the Congress of Brazil decided to pay a visit. They went in and you know what? The hospital was empty. There were people walking around in PPE, like their protective gear and all, like <laughs> like it was a hospital, right? They went to work, but not one person was in there. Nobody was dead. Oh, the Congress people were furious because that's corruption, right? That's people mm-hmm. were lying. Second thing, they interviewed a grave digger, digger. I don't know if you remember the drone shots that overlook like a bunch of graves being dug and a bunch of coffins beside them. I don't know. It's a famous picture here in Brazil. They, uh, this uh, grave digger, actually, whistleblower, came forward and said that more than half the coffins were empty. They were filled with sandbags. They were told to put sandbags in the coffins and bury them. Mm-hmm. So when, when you hear stories like that, now, I'm not trying to say that COVID doesn't exist. I believe it exists. But I don't think that's, that it is any more severe than pneumonia or flu. Because one thing I've noticed, at least here in Brazil, there's not one talk of the flu, not one talk of tuberculosis, yeah. not one talk of pneumonia. And people die of these things every year and it's majority people that are 70 and over we have had some young people yes i mean you get young people that can die of the flu you know so it's kind of like all of a sudden well wait a minute okay i believe that COVID exists but where are the numbers for flu and pneumonia and all these other illnesses it's like they just disappear and it's like it's it's hard for me to follow and believe when the system is putting out all this information, but at the same time, they're also censoring people that are trying to get the truth out. No. Doctors that are saying, no, our, our, our hospitals are, are not full, you know? So things like that make you think, you know what I'm saying? They make you start to think. And mm-hmm. it's not about a conspiracy. It's like, I want to see the numbers. How many people this year have died of the flu? There's got to be because every year people die of the flu. Mm. Why not this year? You know, the so question is, me, was, that anyway. in, was that in Villa Vamosa? Villa Vamosa? I don't know. I can't. Which, which thing? This, um, the graves that were being dug. I can't remember. I, can, I just remember seeing the drone shot overlooking the graves and you know, being dug and like the coffins beside them, like ready to be buried. Okay. Like hundreds of them, like the picture you could see, you could probably see probably 80 to 100 in the picture from the drone shot. Okay. Um, what I would say- um, The grave digger came out and whistle blew and said no. that more than half the coffins were not full of people. Yeah, and when looks you like, hear looks that, like sand, well, actually, yeah. why would that guy, like why would that guy lie? You know, and say that the coffins were full of sandbags. You know, like why, why, what, what does he get? If anything, he'll get in trouble for that. Can you see this picture? I don't know if it's this picture, but this picture looks like 
I can't see anything. My screen is black. I don't see you. I don't see the other. Oh yeah, I am close. Of course. Well, that's what I think he's talking about. This um, picture with the graves. Uh, what I would say is the reason why. Oh, okay, uh, I see. This is happening in 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 Europe, for example. I think the people are a little bit more obedient. Like you live in Brazil, and Brazil, you know, Brazil's kind of that's what I like about places like Brazil and Africa, and you know, because people don't just do what the government says all the time. You know, South America they don't just say, yeah, the government's right. They know that the government's corrupt, so they're like, you know, what? if they're corrupt, I'm not going to listen to them. So even when something yeah. like this comes, this uh, coronavirus, which might actually be real, no one really knows, but you know. They'll just be like, we don't trust you guys anyway because you guys are corrupt. So I like that. I'd rather live in that world, to be fair. I'd rather live there where... Because I don't trust the government here. But the thing is, yeah. they, they hide their corruption better in, in, in Germany and England and America, I assume. They hide their corruption much better than they do in, in, um, in Brazil. You know, so that's why yeah. we're seen as, you know, when you see the pictures, it looks like we're the ones who are only listening and doing the stuff. But believe me, there's a lot, like when I went to England a couple of months back, uh, at least half the people weren't wearing masks. So they, they're also like, we don't trust you guys. You guys are stupid. And then obviously they're wrapping it up now and telling you, look, you got a curfew. You got to be in by six. You can, yeah, only go yeah. you can only do this. You can only do that. So they're trying to give to make it more. They're giving more chances to the police who can go around and start rounding people up and, and putting them in concentration camps. I heard in Germany the one that started setting up a like a FEMA type yeah. um camp area for people who are not willing to take the vaccine or not willing to listen to what the government says or um quarantine. It's all a load of rubbish, man, to me. I don't really care about so it. So I got a question for both of you, for Tanya and yourself. Okay. If they if okay. they force a vaccine on you guys, are you gonna take oh. it? <laughs> oh, oh <Yeah>. my dead buddy. <laughs> How about you, Tanya? Uh that's a no. <laughs> For now it's no. a no because you just don't know, like I'd rather wait. You know what? When when you think they need about ten years to test it, five to ten years. I'm gonna wait yeah. five to ten years. That's what I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until everybody's taking their vaccines and then have all their side effects and stuff. And then I'll be like, oh, nothing happened. Okay, I'll take it. But until then, right. not get me with no vaccine for the first, which is made within a year, <laughs> and with no testing on guinea pigs or anybody. And people are dying left, right, and center from it. I don't care what they say. I've got a website open right now that shows you how many people are dying from it. Saying that, last uh, thing. Uh, have, you seen, have you seen that people are dying from it? Yeah, sure. Well, I haven't seen it personally, but I've, I'm reading a lot of stuff about it, and I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, people are dying from it. It's like there was there was a case in um, where there was I think it was 53 people. It was one of the popular countries. I think it was like Denmark or something. Uh, 53 old people died who just took the vaccine within like I think within a week of taking the vaccine they passed away, but the the country said yeah, it's got nothing to do with the vaccine though. But I was like, wait there, every death up until then was to do with the vaccine, which was to do with COVID, was to do with coronavirus. Every death until the vaccine yeah. came out was to do with coronavirus. And the moment the vaccine yeah. comes out, all the deaths are automatically attributed to other stuff. I'm like, hold on. Yeah. Gibraltar it was. In Gibraltar, 50 people, 53 people died within 10 days of taking the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, no, it wasn't because of the vaccine. It was because of something else. You know, they had, they had something else. I'm like, yeah, wait, we all having yeah. co common bullshit. the vaccine. 
Yeah, so um, here is another number for you. 191 people died in the US during the two-week period from experimental COVID vaccine. Oh, so, my God. So it's like, like, for me, I'm like, you know, keep using your vaccine. For those who want to take it, you're good. But for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my chances with COVID. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I have a chances. Uh, well, you have a you have a ninety nine point nine percent survival rate with COVID. Yeah, and I like that. Um, if you take someone big though, apparently Larry King, you know Larry King, apparently he yeah. died. Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he, after he took the vaccine as well, and he died within um, two weeks. But he was also eighty seven oh, wow. years old. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. He was also 87 years old. So you know, died at 87 you know, years old is 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 natural causes, man. Okay, you don't need a vaccine. No, <laughs> I don't need I mean, a vaccine. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure the vaccine didn't help. Yeah. You know? So Tanya, where do you live? I live in Columbus, Ohio. So I live in the United States. Oh, okay. I've been to Cleveland. I used to do jujitsu seminars in Mentor. Yeah. So, yep. So we're like about two hours away from Cleveland. I need to get out to Cleveland. Yeah, Ohio. I know where it is. That's a nice. Columbus is a nice place. Columbus, yes, Ohio it is. is it's a, um, is a it nice is a city. melting pot. Yes. Pot. Um, the last twenty years, it has really um changed the culture and the diversity that is in Columbus has really changed. Um, and there's more um. Populations, cultures, cultures, and um, communities that have grown into Ohio because they've migrated from other cities and other countries, and it's great to see how much Columbus has grown. And I love Cleveland because we can go and it's the, uh, closer to the water. And you know, if you're a sports fan and you have a major income, right there, Cleveland Indians. Um, you have the um, Cleveland Browns. So right there, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland. So I tell everybody, you know, Columbus is enriched in history. Um, some yeah. of the presidents was born here. So yeah, it is um, it's a great place. And plus it's the Buckeyes also. So it is a sports town. <laughs> uh, many uh, the sports are living here. So yes, I haven't been to Brazil or Germany, but hopefully with COVID get over, I can actually start traveling again. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go, where you go are you going to come to Brazil? Are you going to come visit me in Brazil? Yeah, I will come because my friend, he goes all the time. He goes once a year and he loves it. Loves it, loves it. To Brazil? And then my aunt has been journey. Yes, yes, he has. And he said before the COVID, that's where he was going again because it goes like once a year. And then when COVID came, he wasn't able to, you know, to travel because we've had the travel ban for us. Yeah, here uh, Brazil's open. Actually, I'm doing a to tour tomorrow with five people from Morocco. So oh, Nice. I work. I work as a tour guide as well. I work as a tour guide, so uh, these guys want to visit the favela. So I'm gonna give them a tour of the favela. Cool. Mm. All right, guys. We've reached the and end of gonna... the show. All right, all right. But we're gonna catch up anyway okay. about and talk about more about Brazil and stuff. That'll probably be in two weeks. Uh, Tanya, you have anything to promote? Yes, um, please. Um, you can learn all about me. I have a anti-bullying power you foundation. 
and we are a voice against bullying, not just in the United States, but across globally. Mm -hmm. And we would love for you to support us, donate to us. We are hosting two anti-bullying fashion shows. We have a mentorship program to help our students with self-emotion learning, mentorship, virtual learning, and tutoring. So you can find me on Facebook under Tiny Kelly MED. If you have children or friends who need help assistance with virtual learning, have them get on Facebook with um, teacher in the community. I am a Seesaw Ambassador, Class Dojo Ambassador. Um, I work at Horizon Science Academy Elementary in Columbus, Ohio. So you can find me all over. And I'm a sports fanatic. I own my own sports multimedia company. So after my leg injury, I was able to go to my first sports game after three months of a leg injury. And Ohio State beat the second top 10 team. So you better find me on On The Move with Sports Kells and Sports Kells Media. I have my own podcasting. So come on, check me out, follow us, support us, donate to us. We would appreciate it. You got to get me on your... You're going to get me on your podcast. Remember, you got you promised you'd teach me about the sport, uh, the American football game. You know, we yes, don't have a lot of education about this. Yes, I got to teach you a lot about sports. I live and I breathe it. And you can find my podcast on Sports Kills Diva. It's sports and wine. So bring your wine, bring your brew, bring your cigar, and come on and listen to sports from a woman's perspective. Great, great. Carlin, you got anything to bless us with? Yeah, yeah, we got some news. Uh, we're raising money to buy a building here in the favela. Oh, yes. Uh, Hacina, it's going to be called Hacina Combat Sports Club, and it's going to be a martial arts school for women only, run by and for women. We're going to have street self-defense, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and yoga. And the way oh. we're fundraising it is through Rep Your Rank, which is my Facebook page. It's R-E-P, and then the letter U, and then R-A-N-K. I sell jujitsu keychains, lanyards, dog collars, backpacks, all handmade by me, and masks, too, that show your rank in either jujitsu, judo, karate, whatever rank that you have in a martial art. I can put it on an item and I make it by hand. So, hey. but the martial arts school for women, we're going to do a fundraiser soon. I'm working with somebody in the United States and Florida. We have a website up and a Facebook page. Um, so look up Rossinia Combat Sports Club. Great. Carla, I want to get my blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Can you yep. can you get can you give me a blue belt? Are you qualified to do that? Yeah, I mean I'm a black belt third degree. I can oh, give yeah, anybody okay. a belt. I'm gonna come to you. I don't I don't know if I got enough. How long do you normally need to get a blue belt? I've got about well eight, well I've got about okay, a year's training. Okay. okay, well what I'd have to do is I, I need to see you I could send you the curriculum for a blue belt. Okay. So, like, the techniques that you have to know, and then I'd want to see you roll with, like, three people. Okay, yeah, that, could be do, uh, that could be done video, mm -hmm. and then I can send you, if, if I think you look like you know what you're doing, then I can issue a blue belt. Well, but uh, I need to, I, I would need oh, to wow. see, if you don't, if you don't come here, then I need video of, yeah. of it, you know? I, I'll, I'll I need to, to see I'll that you're capable. Stuff. Yeah. Send me the curriculum stuff. I'm gonna, and then I want to come and do it in Brazil. I'm gonna book a two week, right. well, a two week holiday maybe. And then maybe over the two weeks we can do it. I'll get my blue belt. Okay, do me a favor. 
you got to send me your email because the curriculum is in word format. Okay, no problem. All right. All right, guys. I can't. All right. All right. See you. you later. Leave a comment, subscribe, like the video, and we'll see you guys next week. Uh, we have our adoption special program again. So, yes, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Can you put this podcast up on Facebook so I can promote it? Yes, I'll send you a link immediately. All right, thank you. That way All I right. can promote it. Yes. Okay, see you later, guys. All right, take care. Have a great night. Yeah, take bye. care, Tanya. Bye. I think she's gone already. All right. Ciao, ciao, meow. Okay, how do I log out of here? Oh, leave.